Hello darlings, Bunny Galore here, the queen of the cult movies, and welcome once again to the Horror Motel. Now, it is getting a little bit stormy for July, so I think we are in the perfect place to talk about horror movies and things that go bump in the night. But first, and more importantly, I'd like to introduce you to my glorious co-host, as always. She is the uh, the cream in my coffee, the um, Canadian maple syrup on my pancakes. Mmm, I want pancakes now. It's the, <laughs> it's the one and only Alison June Smith. I thought you might call me the bump in your night. Oh, I should have. <laughs> the bump in my night. Yes, uh, yeah. But then that could, no, no, uh, that's not a euphemism. Uh, I am, I am not Bunny's bump in the night. Oh, I wish you were. In a different Bless alternative your heart. Universe. Yes, in a different alternative universe, we are married. <laughs> Essentially, watching horror movies on the couch, that's exactly. what married couples do, don't they? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, exactly. How are you, my angel? How have you been? Have you been on the road again? Have you been gigging a lot? I have. I was in lovely Brighton this past ooh, weekend. Ooh, oh, God, I always go? love going to Brighton. That's so strange ah, because was, I was ooh. near Brighton, actually, last weekend. For oh. I, was, I was near Gatwick, so I was on the road down to Brighton. Uh, uh, strangely, oh. so uh, I was going to. Why I was going to ask is how was the weather? Because I was driving down the, around the M25 and down uh, that. What is that road? A twenty three is it? Uh, that goes down to Brighton, and you go past Gatwick to get to Tully's Farm, which is a horror theme park during Halloween. And I've I've played there every Halloween for the last oh god ten eleven years. Not for the last couple of years because I've I've been too busy unfortunately, but. Um, I was very aware. I was in open countryside driving along, and the winds were so high that I suddenly. No. <laughs> it's the first no. time where I thought, "Well, oh, this is it. This is this is the end of Bunny Galore." She last seen like you know in a tree. <laughs> the winds were scary, insane. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I was going to drive back. So the other lovely comedian, um, one of the other lovely comedians I was working with, Aaron Twitchton, uh, he's fantastic. And mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we'll drive back Saturday night because he lives in Leeds. I'm in Manchester. Right. We never, I never find someone who's coming back down north, like very rarely. And so he was mm. like, should we drive back on Saturday night? I was like, oh, that sounds great that we can wake up in our own beds. Anyway, lovely Aaron. Uh parked the car earlier that day in a parkade and then he went to go get it after he was done his set they had locked it it locked at 8pm so oh, we could not man. get the car so yeah. I was like oh man uh, so then fortunately we had a friend who had two two extra rooms so we could crash there Right, good. and then all night I kept hearing the winds and I thought oh this is the mm. universe stepping in so, and going yeah. we're just going to lock that yeah. car up because you're not driving back six hours <laughs> during a windstorm, uh, so yeah, no, uh, we missed we missed the the windstorm, but I could hear it, and I was like, "This is madness." Yeah, you were really driving was. in that, honey. I really, I, I kept on thinking, even it coming, and it actually wasn't so bad at Tully's farm, but it was, I think maybe the way the 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 side of the hill that it is, oh no, whatever the countryside is there, so it wasn't like I didn't feel like we yeah. were massively exposed there. It was more like driving across country to it. I did wonder if I'd come out of the gig and find a car, uh, the car covered in a tree or something like that. You've just reminded me, by or the way, like about Brighton. Or like turned over. Yeah. yeah, you've, um, yeah. yes, turned over, yeah. You just remind me about Brighton yeah. as well. I remember being locked in yeah. a car park there after we 
we, now we were talking last week about horror musicals. I was this is probably a good twenty years ago now at least. But I went to see and weirdly I found the flyer for it the other day here. You know, I keep a lot of like you know things I've seen you know either the flyer or the programs and things. And it was yeah. a, a musical version of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. Uh, and Ooh. it was a workshop version because it was still bits of like I think Christopher Biggins was doing the uh, like narration in between, and I think it was was it Millicent Martin and Anita Dobson? Am I going crazy? I think that was the cast. So Millicent Martin is it. she's in um, many many things. She's like a British star that went over to America to become a, a big huge star, and um, she was on everything really. Millicent. I think the last thing she's do- she turns up a lot in uh, Grace and uh, Frankie. Uh, is it Grace and Frankie, Frankie and Grace? Frankie and Grace, you know, which, way, which way round that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she turns up in that quite a lot, is kind of like the uh, secretary and friend. So she's she's still going, she's still going now. But uh, we got locked in the car park. They got locked in the car park after us. And I think we managed to get the guy out because it just gone past 10 o'clock or something like that. So it ah. must, be, must be one particularly very infamous car park. That's the problem. <laughs> just trapping people left, right and center. Yeah, exactly. right and you're never, exactly. you can get into the car park, but then you're never, never getting leave. out. That is a horror movie that made, <laughs> needs to be made. <laughs> it does, yeah, it is. Actually, I did make a horror movie in Brighton last year. I was I could, uh, came, another cameo. In, uh, it's the first time I get to play a monster. Or a, a creature of some oh sort, yeah. Gosh. It's a little, a little cameo what was in a it? movie. What, what film was it? It's, yeah. I think it's an anthology. So that's one of those horror movies where it's like three different stories, which I love. I, one of my favourite genres. So it's like from Beyond the Grave and um, uh, what else is there uh, that do that? That's uh, Tales from the Crypt things like that mm. so uh, I think this this section I love is called Tales from the Crypt yeah me too yeah. so this one's called Ooh. Granny DJ so I'm not the Granny DJ but um, so I'm, I'm sort of a, you know sort of a glamorous girl in the, in the nightclub that gets taken over by I think the music is infecting us I think I can't quite remember the plot now but we shot it on the one of those the hottest days of the year last year and I thought I'm going to melt uh. this is, I did warn the director went, especially like, were you in were full you in drag floor, you were in yeah, full, full drag full drag yeah uh, I'll send you the photograph. It's really. Uh, look, you know, it looked fat, but um, the the thing was, I was like, I'm going to melt. So you know, shoot it as quickly as possible. It turns out, actually, we we're probably in the best place because it was subterranean and it, the air conditioning, so we were actually fine. But I did think, oh, oh this is just not going to last very long. I, it, even the night before, I almost pulled out because I was like, I just don't think it's going to. You know, you know, I know what an indie shoot is like, so it's kind of like. Although it was, they were very organised and they're very together. Um, the, the the weird thing was that we were getting ready at this hotel which I've actually stayed at on the front which is quite an old huge quite run down hotel and they said like they, everyone else was in one room and like they were already ready and they were go- going and they said they said well you can use this room if you want to get you know do makeup and everything oh thanks they t- took me into this ballroom <laughs> and I was like okay this you know real like quite old ballroom and I was just sitting there going dumpty dum <laughs> and if it has on the there's a balcony on the wall which looks so strange apparently they can't use it anymore because it's it's where the king would sit to watch um recitals uh, when he would visit brighton uh, this, this is probably the late 1800s i guess um right was it perhaps be edward i guess it's the one i think it must be whoever's after victoria i think i've got that right i could have got my complete monarchs and centuries mixed up there um but the way bit about the balconies it's there's no supports underneath it so it's kind of just 
So that's why it must be really unsafe because it's like there's, I don't know how that's attached to the wall. It just looks like it's stuck on, but there was something. And the, the, I was sitting there doing the makeup and I, I've, I'll send you the videos because I was literally going, Dumb, oh, this is really cool. Uh, no lights were on apart from them. I was by a window and I had my makeup mirror light on. Then suddenly oh, the, yeah. the lights start flickering and the lights started slowly coming on. And I was like, oh, what's going on? I was like, hello, spirit, come in. And as Hello, the, spirit. Who knows? I'm about to do my shading, yeah, and I exactly. need a bit more lighting <laughs> right, to clearly. Because exactly. <laughs> then it turned out to be the head of uh, functions coming with sort of showing a, a wedding party round. <laughs> I was like, "Hello, love to meet you." You know, sort of full yeah, mid red, getting ready. Yeah, exactly. Oh I don't know if this happens to you. I'm sure it does because okay, look, <laughs> I don't have the same amount of of makeup and costumery, but I do get ready before each show. Right? I like <laughs> to like have my makeup a certain way. I like to make sure my hair is in order. I feel better on stage if I just feel put together. Yeah, of course. Yes, so many places that I go to, much like that, they just throw you in a side room. Oh, and yeah. I cannot tell you the amount of times they're like, do you want to use this room to get ready? It has no mirror. The lights don't work. Uh, people can freely walk in and out. But do, do you want to use that room? It's like, sometimes I'm like, mm. I need a mirror. Like, it just, yeah. I mean, I've done it in a lot of different yeah, places. Don't same, get me wrong. Same. I've gotten ready in a variety. But it just annoys the yeah. hell out of me. Please, yeah. can I just have a mirror in a room? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, funny you should say that on Tony's farm, they were a little, they were very apologetic because the, the main room. I'm, I remember being in this room before, but years ago, and they've obviously redone it. It's one of the, what the one few bit that feels a bit like a theatre, indoor theatre sort of space, functiony room type of thing. And I, I guess they had various things over there. I remember particularly one of the first years I, I, I would, because I, I would go there and we would make some promo video for their publicity, um, for Halloween and stuff. But, um. But I hadn't been in there for years, and it changed quite a lot. And they said they had given me this side room, and really apologetically, going, "I hope this is okay." And but they don't. They had a table and a mirror with a lighted mirror, and I was like, "Yeah." I mean, it is a storeroom. Actually, in the end, people did start coming in and out. It was always ladies, so it was fine. But I was a bit like, "Yeah, this that could be quite bad timing if you, you know, if you kind of time that badly." If you're, uh, yeah. So, but I was like, "Well, keeping your tuck or whatever it yeah, is people exactly. do, right? If you're doing yes. private things, I yeah, don't need exactly. someone." Yeah, I yeah. don't tuck myself because I never wear like a leotardy costume. But you know, it's still at some point I'm going to get fairly naked so it's like um but it's they were very sweet about it so i've done a lot lot worse <laughs> i've been a lot worse but oh the, and guess who guess who, you'll love this guess who forgot the makeup brushes on saturday night me uh no. so i had all my makeup with me and sponges because I'd, I'd done quite a few things lately because it's been hot i thought i'm going to wash all the sponges wash costume bits i'm going to clean all my makeup brushes and obviously clean the makeup brushes and packed and unpacked to get in a different set because every gig is different i'm wearing something different each time a different wig a different costume different s s combination of things um yeah and obviously taking the brushes out and i was like oh i'm in the middle of a field in uh in the middle of a farm in the middle of a field um in the middle of nowhere I, there's no makeup brushes here what do i do luckily i had they found two that i'd thrown in the bag that i had extras i think so it was, one was like a lip brushy type of thing, one was a fluffy brush, and I was like, a uh, small fluffy brush. I went, okay, I can kind of get away with that. And I had some IPA so I could clean them, but I did my whole makeup <laughs> with two brushes. It was a bit of a, it was like a challenge on Drag Race. It was like, that should be what they should do <laughs> on Drag Race. Get ready with two brushes. Because um, it yeah. made it a lot harder. Here's uh, some sponges. Yeah. Mm. Luckily, I'd I'd filmed something about three or four years ago where I had done the same trick, and I'd arrive at the studio without... You know, just a couple of brushes and I was like so I knew I could do it 
I think luckily nowadays, because you, you, I use sponge more to carve and sort of do my uh, sort of sh- uh, contouring, and I do I have a make like a black pen thing for the eyes now, so. I didn't actually need the brushes that much, apart from for little bits and pieces. You could so get by. Like, yeah. I could kind of, yeah. you know, and got lip liners and things. So it was like, mm, yeah, actually, it's only really the eyes. But I haven't actually done my eyebrows myself for quite a long time. I use like a stencil thing, but I, I try to modernise my yes. eyebrows. So weird thing to say. But I have a little like, it's like a Batman mask with, a, you know, like a stencil. Uh, yeah, I know so exactly I, the stencil. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't used a pencil to do my own eyebrows for about three years now, <laughs> since before the pandemic. So I was a bit like, oh, this is a bit of, I can't quite remember how I do it. And uh, mm-hmm. so I literally went back to the same shape I was doing three years ago. Oh, okay, it's amazing how. But it looks pretty good. It's the photographs in the gold dress that are on my Instagram. So it's like, um, it turned out okay, funny enough. Um, you did look beautiful. You but, always look beautiful, though. It always you, amazes me because I... You know, I've yet to see you in drag in person. So whenever I see the pictures, yes. I'm like, oh, never, yeah, whenever there's Bunny. Well, I'm coming up to Manchester Pride, actually. Um, I, I'm <gasps> my friend's gigging, but I, I, I'm not gigging, but I might do it in drag just because it's more fun that way, really. Um, and Absolutely. It's, you know, it's, it always feels like natural service doing Pride. <laughs> so I always feel like it should be because it's like, you know, kind of like. And Manchester's always had a very big representation yes. wasn't yeah, exactly. manchester one of the big like gay in manchester mm. wasn't that one of the big hot spots for many years like because yes. i always thought it was london manchester had no, the next big scene yeah. yeah big big canal scene, street yeah. all that street, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah 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 particularly because tri- um, manchester's awesome everyone manchester's yeah, exactly. amazing sorry i just have to <laughs> plug up my city now because yeah. <laughs> well, i'm yeah, mancadian but, i don't know like, if you know that but that's what i am now <laughs> Well, Mancunian across of, with the Canadian, I'm Mancunian. <laughs> Queer as Folks is set in uh, at Manchester, so I think that's where everyone there we go. became aware yeah. that Manchester was like such a big scene. In fact, I prefer it's Manchester, a scene. Yeah, I prefer Manchester gay scene to London, just because it's just more concentrated, <gasps> I think. London's a bit more... Don't let Soho hear that. Yeah, exactly. Don't let Soho Shh, hear that. I'll, be, I'll, I'll have my, <laughs> my Soho card rescinded. <laughs> Gosh, I, really, I probably should have, really. I'm out there tonight, actually, so... Boys beware. Friends just moving back to Slovakia. So apparently we're going out, out tonight. So I'm a bit nervous. And a birthday tomorrow as well. Yeah. So with, um, it's Aiden's birthday tomorrow. So I've got to go. Um, uh, so you, when this is. Two <laughs> nights of out, out. Two out, out. Two out, so out. Might be, might be out tonight <gasps> and out, out tomorrow, depending on what level we get to. Um, so if I've passed away <laughs> by the time this comes out, <laughs> this is my epitaph. <laughs> And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> love it. I love you. <laughs> well, talking about passing uh, away. Ooh, segue. Woo! Um, nice. Great. Uh, leads us very nicely into and spookiness of the, the weather into the film I was going to bring to the Horror Motel today, which is Hereditary. Yes, yes, yes. I can't pronounce the... <sighs> uh, is it Ari Aster? Is that the right way of saying the direct... Uh, writer yes. and director. Who so this also was did Midsummer. Midsummer, which Midsummer, he was also, yes. yep. And he's about yep. to have a new yep. film come out called Bo is Afraid. Bo is Afraid. Isn't that a Bo as in Bo Brummel, Bo, you know, Bo Jest, Bo. Uh, or, so I'm kind of interested to see what that is. Um, and I've 
suddenly it's so weird. I, I realised I hadn't seen Hereditary, and 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 I absolutely love Tony Collette, obviously, obviously. I mean, uh, gay, gay one hundred and one. Um, and when we met her as Muriel, we fell in love with her. Exactly, we all exactly, fell in love with her. Exactly. Every time I see her, I'm always like, "It's Muriel. It's exactly. Muriel." I know it's not, but it's Muriel. I, yeah. And I think I couldn't remember why I hadn't seen it when we were talking about Midsummer the other day, and it suddenly occurred to me when I started watching it properly a couple of nights ago was it's because stupidly I spoiled it for myself so I came across a YouTube video about a year ago which explained the ending and I kind of and I must have been watching other videos <sighs> and I suddenly was kind of clicked on it and or it rolled into it and suddenly I was halfway through this video explaining the ending and I was so visually struck because I hadn't seen it so the visuals are so cool aren't they so I suddenly went oh and then I went oh, I've mm-hmm. just ruined the ending of the film completely for myself and uh, yeah. ah damn well so the good thing is though because it's been it was a you know a good year ago that happened um i could watch it and i couldn't remember what the video had told me as it got towards the yeah. end i was kind of going oh right okay i think i see where right. this is going now but still thankfully it had got fuzzy enough in my mind so that's why i hadn't seen yeah. it maybe it's longer ago. it might be two years ago that i did this but you know it was uh because I, I remember thinking I must must see this film in the pandemic and then somehow I saw this video and I was like damn it that's completely uh, disqualified it so I'll come back to it later because I know what I'm like this if I if I see the film I can always watch it in a few years time and feel like it's I've forgotten it enough to feel it quite fresh the the third time you watch a film or a TV show that's then it's kind of in your you know you know every scene but yeah uh, so yeah. I was really glad so if you haven't seen it listeners uh, it is. It's quite hard to describe without giving out a lot of spoilers. So it deals with a family's, uh, how it deals with grief. The matriarch of the family, um, Ellen, has died, which is um, Annie's mother. She's played, uh, Annie's played by Tony Collette. And Annie has a, a husband and a late teens son and a younger teens daughter. I guess she's early, early teens. Uh, yep. Certainly not a teenager as such yet, but an older child. And uh, she has a very contentious relationship with her mother. Uh, she, you know, we sort of kind of think that her mother has mental health problems, that she's been weird. And basically how they deal with the grief and, and then there's a big event in the middle. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is going to, that's, I'm going to explain the basic plot. We're going to discuss it a little bit. And then I'll give another spoiler warning because there's, it's really hard to do without discussing things. So we'll, we'll discuss the, yeah. the game changer mid, mm, it's about a third of the way through, isn't it? The game changer bit then. And then yeah. we'll carry on. You know, if you want to carry on listening to the whole thing, or if you want to go away and listen to it and come back to us, then it's worthwhile but a lot of my friends I was talking to that I didn't realize were into horror as well actually uh yeah James Taylor who's came out to me last night as a horror fan I was like oh my goodness I never thought you're into horror so it's like it's it's nice to have people I can do that with because a lot of my friends don't know but I think because this is on that wave of new films that a lot of people have seen even if they aren't into horror so initially, 100%. Yeah, yeah, initially it starts to unravel that there's there's more behind the relationship between Annie and her mother, and it's a little bit predestined, and there's things going on behind the scenes. So did you? So the first question is, Alison, did you see it when it first mm-hmm. came out? Okay, so uh, I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it then, but I mm-hmm. did see it. Um, Okay, look, I tried to watch it. I I don't know why. And again, this takes nothing away from the movie itself. 
I fell asleep twice trying to watch it. Now, I have fallen <laughs> that's asleep the spe- That is the speed many... of the film, I think. It's like Midsummer's like that as well, yes. isn't it? It's actually quite a slow yeah. burner. It, it took a while, took a while, and I fell asleep. Also, I watch movies very late at night. I'm a late-night mm. stayer-upper, and I like mm. to partake of some things, too, so sometimes I'm not always <laughs> totally focused, everyone. Um, so I, uh, I remember wa- beginning watching it, fell asleep, then woke up, kind of saw the ending. And I got to tell you, if you, if even if you watch the whole movie, there are still a lot of questions. Because oh. I remember the first time it got to the end, and I was like, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> um, so I tried to watch it right away. Then a second time, I tried to watch same thing. Again, this is nothing on the movie. I, sometimes I just my brain, maybe. Um, so I hadn't seen it in totality from start to finish until mm-hmm. just recently right. when we were talking about doing it. And I'm, I'm really glad I did because it almost is like two to three different movies in one, I, I think. Yes, like, I think so it many. does. Yeah, it does gear change more than I really... I think it's... Because apparently yeah. it was... Everyone was talking... When it first came out, everyone was talking about it because of the trailers. And I think what maybe echoes in my mind that perhaps put me off was that when it actually came out it didn't go down very well. But I think it's because the trailers make it out to be something it isn't. Uh, I think the trailers make it out to be more like in, like a ghost story like Insidious. I think it, or or Paranormal Activity. You'd think there'd be more creepiness. There is, there is creepiness. There is quite a few things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few jumpy, scary bits. Um, And it's... I mean, I knew as soon as it started last night, I was like, um, it was last night I watched it, actually. Yeah, no, I watched this one last night. Um, the the opening scenes with the doll, the, the uh, Annie is a model maker. I'm not quite sure why. Uh, I think it's more she's an artist and she's doing it. I thought originally, does she make them for companies or something? And then I realised it's actually part of her art. So it's, she's making these really... Uh, detailed models of different places installments yeah. details of things yes. that have gone on in her life in I her think life, a reflection yes. of one's yes. life yeah. originally I was thinking she's doing this for a living there we go oh and actually no that's her own home and it does that zoom into the house and the bedroom comes alive type mm-hmm. of thing uh, and you go into a normal sh- you know a normal film so it's almost like a it's a, it's got like a puppet master thing on top of it, hasn't it? It's kind of got like there's no it yes. kind of echoes that there's something over the top of this that someone else is in, in control. Um, and even the way they filmed it, sorry to cut off mm-hmm. the filming that it was actually a house that was built in a studio in Utah because Ooh. there were a lot of shots where they had to remove a wall yeah. or because they really wanted to film it like the dollhouse. Yes. So a lot of the shots are trying to emulate the dollhouse. So yes. for them to get that shot, they're like, we're gonna have to take this wall. Yeah out and have the camera here so they built an in-studio house mm. to, to mimic you know which I thought was very very interesting a lot of the living room there, stuff looks like the, when she, the, the staircase to the fireplace that looks very much like the dollhouse doesn't it as in like how you'd look yes. at the dollhouse now by the way I loved yeah. dollhouses growing up and I was always right you know some uh, some gay guys would be like oh I really wanted a Barbie I think what I really wanted as a child was a dollhouse I really wanted like dollhouse I was, I miniatures was did you want to recreate yeah yeah, I, th- I think I quite like anything that's miniaturized. That's normal, normal size stuff that's miniaturized, or or made big. It's the the scale thing. I don't know yeah. what that is that I find quite yeah, yeah. cathartic, but I do. So I think as I mean, I love action figures. I've got like fifty thousand. I'm surrounded by thousands of that Doctor Who action figures. So it's obviously something. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Control probably. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> we're all um, fine over here. We're all yeah, fine over yeah, here. Exactly. So I think, but I always wanted a dollhouse. After watching the opening scenes of this film, I said, like, I never want a dollhouse. I don't want one in the house. It scares uh-huh. the Jesus at me now. That's literally beating it out of yeah. me. So I think if you're... Um, so before we go into more spoilers, I think generally, listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's really worth seeing. It probably isn't the movie that you're expecting, but I would go in... Uh, with no expectations and it's probably a bit better to do it now than um, I mean ev- everyone I've spoken to really 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 loves it uh, but it's not perhaps the jumpy scary ghosty ghosty thing no. that people were expecting um, well do it, you know originally it wasn't even written as a horror it was written mm-hmm. as a family drama oh it was it was not supposed to be a horror they were not even going to do a horror it, it, Ari got halfway through it and then was like actually yeah. Halfway through it, he's like, this is a horror. And then it, made it into the horror. In, so Into the horror. Ooh. I, I think that's why we get a lot of family drama it, yeah, at the beginning. Quite, you know? Yes. Yeah. It does. It, and I think if also, if you just watch the beginning and you, and you say you're watching it on streaming, you give up or something, I can, I, I think you, you don't realize where it's going to... Because mm-hmm. you're right, it's a lot of family drama. To start with, you know, the, the yep. older brother is kind of like... Uh, dealing with his life by sort of you know smoking um yeah he's emotionally checked out he's a pothead he's you know they're they're all kind of apart from the dad who's fairly level-headed that they've all got their own issues the Mm -hmm. daughter the son and and uh uh, annie the mother they've all got you know they're all dealing with grief in different ways they're all dealing with they they seem to be disconnected from each other as well so you kind of think you kind of think that this would bring them together and it kind of doesn't it does the opposite really oh my <laughs> god yeah which for some reason normally that would be quite hard to root for any protagonist and um that you know, if, if, if you don't have you know give them a, a fighting chance you kind of go you, you but you, you are very invested in this i'm not sure uh-huh. who i was invested to so spoiler warning is about to go on now klaxing here clang clang uh so what is the big game changer listeners is obviously if you have seen the movie is the daughter uh charlie um is taken to a party <laughs> i'm uh-huh. by the way i'm still recovering from this scene if you if i you, mean it's Oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't expecting. Yeah. So it's been fairly family drama. About, you know, a few creepy things have happened, uh, mm-hmm. and a few jumpy, scary things have happened, but not too much. And but very stylishly done. The the son t- is a, a little bit strange. I think that the son is told to take this young younger sister. He's not. She, I mean, she's well, I, maybe she's like. I'd say about 14, perhaps, and he's... Yeah, what, 14, maybe, and he's and probably, it, what, 17? 17, I guess, 16, yeah. 17, But she's yeah. kind, of a, kind of a bit of a troubled sort of, you know, she's kind of not perhaps a run-of-the-mill uh, sister. So um, he takes her to... The, the, the fact that the mother insists, where she kind of knows there's going to be alcohol to take the sister to yeah. the party, which I thought was yeah. a bit of a strange move. But I do wonder sometimes if... Now we know what's happening by the end. That there's, there's. I feel like there's a strange influence over certain sections where you go like, yeah, either that's you could put that down as bad writing or un, unbelievable, or you could put it down that people are being kind of slightly mm-hmm. brainwashed into this happening. 
Uh, so they're mm-hmm. making strange decisions. It's like they're not in control of things. So I, I like yeah. to think it's that. <laughs> I like to think it's yeah. like yeah. it's like yeah. the, you know, the the bad force like making people because it's a strange. Well, you decision. can see the mom being like, "We're trying to make Charlie fit in with other people. Please take Charlie. Please yeah. take your little sister Charlie to this party. Like, just yeah. do it. Keep an eye out on her." I feel like this has happened a lot in yes, exactly. The older but brother's it's life. It's going to be a, an like, older yeah. teenage party with alcohol. So it's party. a bit of an odd choice. When they get there, he wants to go off and smoke some dope with some friends. Very okay, friend. With a girl that he has a crush on. With a girl that he has a crush on. And you kind of think it's going to go down that route. You do not see what's coming. And I think I've missed. um, Also, which again, strange influence. Like, um, so the daughter has a peanut allergy, which I think I missed. But you know, not that that matters particularly. Nut allergy. Yeah. Uh, It must have been quite a throwaway line about that. You do see this one girl at the party chopping up. Walnuts, a whole bunch of walnuts. but it looks like about four trees worth of walnuts that she's putting into it's this. So it's many like, walnuts. Why are you doing that? Also, <laughs> all my Gen Z friends are allergic to pretty much everything: emotions, relationships. Let alone walnuts, you know. So uh, it's like nobody's bringing nuts to parties no anymore. One's bring, no one's bringing nuts. I've worked, <laughs> Alison. I've worked in theatres where there's literally a nut allergy ban backstage, like full on. One hundred percent. And children fish. are not allowed to take peanut butter no. into no. schools anymore. Like no. nuts it's are so done. Weird. Yeah. And uh, what one theatre? Which is it? Is it uh, oh, it's not, perhaps I shouldn't say which theatre is. It was a, a ban on fish, which I thought was really strange. Well, so some people like, do have a shellfish allergy. Someone yeah, on guess. that staff definitely has a deathly yeah. shellfish allergy is yes, what's going definitely. on there. And they're Which like, I found really yeah. odd. Um, you know, particularly, and I always find this so strange because obviously I'm from the era where apparently like these things didn't exist. I don't know what changed. Um, so it is, uh, without sounding too, like, you know, old, old lady about this. It's... Um, I, I, I find it strange that suddenly something gear changed about 20 years ago where people suddenly became allergic to things, of everyday things, which I find odd. But whether whether that's to do with what's been sprayed on food or, um, sure. yeah. or what happened there, I don't know. Anyway, so lots of nuts being chopped up, chopped up, chopped up, chopped up, in the cake. That's what you do at a party, you bake a cake. Uh, very <laughs> strange. Um, that's a little bit unbelievable. Anyway. To keep the, the daughter quiet, uh, he says, go and get some chocolate cake. And she does. And then, of course, she's has an allergic reaction to the nuts. Yeah. So she suddenly becomes ill and he has to drive her uh, panicked and obviously a little bit Quickly. very high. Yeah. Very, uh, drive extremely fast from the party um, out of town. Her throat's the- closing in. She can't breathe. She's oh. having a hard time breathing. Yeah. Yes. So she and- decides to oh. roll down the car window, right? Roll down the car yeah. window to get a little bit of fresh air. <laughs> Yes. Sticks her head right out. Yeah, yeah. and then mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. then he the, he uh, there's a deer in the road. He has to swerve, and there's a signpost or a, a post which has uh, we see uh, a um, carving on it. Which the carving uh, yeah. is a repeated symbol that pops up that keeps occurring. Yeah, pops so up. So you yeah. do wonder at this point who put the deer in the road because that you know that that post yeah. is marked. So knowing that he would have to swerve, probably not knowing he's driving that fast, but. And she is decapitated. She is decapitated. <laughs> and we're only about a third of the way through the movie. I've never been so shocked yeah. at, a, at the main character being killed off before. And this is barely starting <laughs> with the movie. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. And what I thought was one of the most interesting things I've ever seen in any film is his reaction. Rather yeah. than, you know, panic, phone the police, he kind of can't 
bring himself to look in the mirror and then he you see a long shot and he kind of starts slowly driving off and then he drives home and he gets out of the car and goes into goes to bed and like pretends it never happened thinking it's a dream and then you he wakes up and he start hearing screaming obviously from the mother and father discovering mm-hmm. the headless body of their daughter in the back of the car <sighs> but i thought that was such an interesting way of doing it Okay. Rather than be the G- normal TV, you know, how normally a film would do with dramas. Because that is shock. He would be in a massive shock at that point. Well, and this is also based off of something that happened in real life. There was oh, really? Where they were, oh, wow. Yeah. There were two teenage boys, and they were at a party, and I believe they had taken some drugs, whatever. Mm. And then on the ride home, <laughs> one of the boys had stuck his head out the window. <gasps> yeah. So this yeah. happened, and... Because the the other boy, they had taken some drugs, and he was a little... That's exactly what he did. Oh, he went God. home, he parked his car, and he went to bed. Oh, wow. So the movie literally... And I remember reading that they had mm. seen that, and the, so that's why they they did it that way. Yeah. Um, because it is really... Sh- yeah. It doesn't make sense, but at the same time, I mean, none of us really knows how we're going to react in a moment of like... No. That. No, I, I think yeah. it felt more real. Actually, now you've said that, I think I actually remember that case. I remember that happening. Because mm-hmm. uh, I suppose it's not that long ago, but also this film's not that long ago, is it really? Yeah. Um, so then, obviously, we had the funeral of the daughter and, and obviously the gr- more grief. And, you know, that puts a massive strain between the, and the mother and the son. who She can't bear oh, to so, like, be in the same room with that. And that husband. tension, that tension, tension is amazing. Yeah. They, what they the way they perform it oh yeah oh, chef's beu- kiss yeah beautifully done yeah Annie then meets somebody in the car park from she's been to one self help group hasn't she and someone approaches her yeah. to talk about grief and and this woman says that she's lost some people as well and she's been in contact uh, spiritually through them so they do a um, not yeah. a Ouija board was it? it's like the um uh, you know glass on a table thing. Yeah, and it seems to get results very quick. The glass moves. Someone brushes her hair, and uh, again, spoilers that this woman also has the same um, doormat that Annie's mother would make, which has all these symbols for people. On. For people. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, we start seeing that there's it's there's more going on here than just spirits. Annie mm-hmm. gets excited, starts doing her own sort of um, uh, contact in the spirit. Conjuring of the spirit of her yes. a, of wants to speak to her daughter, daughter at home. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, and the, that seems to kind of work, and you kind of get this uh, to begin with. It's 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 not corporeal. It's it's kind of you know uh, moving things and drawing things and kind of uh, you know eventually you do see her. Uh, and so you think it's going to be about the ghost of the daughter, and then you start realizing. So again, big spoilers if you haven't seen the ending. This is going into that because it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about the mm-hmm. spoilers. Is actually the mother and his mother is part of this coven uh, that are trying to summon the uh, uh, one of the eight. Um, what is it? The eight lords of the underworld uh, of, of the of hell. underworld. Yeah. Yes, um, and I forgot. Is it? Oh, I forgot the name of the the, the demon. It's Molly. Pamelia. I forget. Padam. 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 There we go. Um, <laughs> it's the kind of minute. Padam. It feels like the, it feels like it did at the moment, doesn't it? And it's all been and the uh, but they need a male host. So actually, the son is the vessel they want to put him in. 
And as we sort of kind of realise that, I, I you start hearing the clicking noise. The daughter would always make a, like a tongue pop clicking sound yeah. and you start hearing that so I, you do start wondering if maybe um the daughter was already possessed with th- this or was had a connection to the demon already because uh, there was a lot of talk of how she was so close to grandma yeah. and that uh mom wouldn't would let grandma her. near the son mm. because there had been some history with grandma's Yes, son who had killed himself. Yes. So yeah, and his and brother so, had killed himself. Her son. So that, yeah, I think originally that was supposed to be the vessel they, uh, that the grand the grandmother or the Annie's mother wanted to use. But then he, when he killed himself, she it, that's why she was a little bit funny about her, letting anyone near her her own son, her grandson. Mm-hmm. So um, so I think it's and the only thing I can't remember is actually why she dies. Is it just natural causes? I can't remember what. How, I think so. You know, I think it's natural don't, causes. Doesn't really mention it, does it? Anyway, no. so it's all leading up to actually the the demon getting inside uh, the sun, and there's some towards the end when Annie oh. is possessed. There's this wonderful tracking shot with the sun. Uh, it, she's tried to burn one of the books, and before when she tried to burn it, it would like the edge would be on fire. And her arm caught fire, so she put it out so her arm would be on fire. This time she said it, did it in front of her husband, going, "Right, I'm going to burn it now." If I, you know, basically saying, "If I set, you know, if I burn to death, I don't care." But we've got to destroy this book. Throws on the fire, and he bursts into flames instead, which was like, "Ah!" And afterwards, uh, you see her kind of go, and she's like, obviously possessed. Tony Collette yep. is absolutely incredible. All the emotional stuff, all the possession stuff, so all the, good. the gear changes is just magnificent. At one of and the you know, best she didn't want to do this movie. Really? She didn't want to do this wow. because she said I'm, she was tired of heavy. She was like, I'm tired yeah. of all these heavy, these emotional roles. She wanted to do a comedy, but when she read the script, she was like, I, I have Go, to do this. Have to like, do this like I really yeah. want to do it. Yeah. And she is phenomenal. Oh, gosh, like, she's incredible. Just for her alone, uh, uh, I think, is just... Oh, my God. Her emotions. Uh, you feel it. You, you yeah, almost feel... It's so raw, isn't it? It's so raw, it's so yeah. real. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Oh, God, so many times I've heard, that is just magnificent what you're doing there. Well, it doesn't mean... I have to remind myself it's acting at some points. Um, but when she's on... But it still has quite a few scary moments in this thing. One of my favourites, uh-huh. I think, is when the son arrives home to find dad all crispy on the floor and the camera kind of pans around and then you see in the background Tony Collette is is full on floating in the on, ceiling on the ceiling and it's like oh my god get what out get fuck? out get out now and then you kind of see the naked man in the corner and it's the weirdest thing so it's up part of the coven I guess because you start you go is that a spirit was that a real person uh, and then she starts chasing him around and then you kind of end up with him uh, in the attic uh, trying to escape his mother there's a scene where she's trying to bang her head get into the he's managed to get the up into the, into the attic and she's banging on the on the ceiling door oh. so she's floating on the door again terrifying with her head unbelievable there's other cover members upstairs they've suddenly before Tony Collette had discovered what we presume is the grandma her mother the grandmother headless corpse in the corner I'm not quite sure about the lack of heads I think it's to do I had to do some research I think it's to do with this particular god is pictured in engravings with heads I think so uh, okay. as, as offerings so um, you see, you see her 
also present when Annie's in this suddenly turns up in the attic she's sawing her own head off with a with a cheese grated wire which is the sound effect on that is just chilling to say the least oh it's so he jumps out the window to escape all this madness and and you see this light kind of hit him which means the 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 demon has entered his body so uh, we all end for some reason (laughs) again such a surreal again big spoilers you see the headless body of uh, annie and tony collette just like float past and go up into the into the tree house the the tree house which, which is where the daughter Charlie used to spend a lot of her time. Yeah, yes. and yeah. he goes up there, and there's like people from the coven, and the uh, the, uh, the oh my goodness, it's the there's the strange uh, sort of statue with the decapitated uh, head of the daughter Charlie's on the top of it with a crown on, and they crown him, and they and I think the one explanation is 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 uh, that they explain that he is you know reborn as uh, this this demon. Uh, so I suddenly went, I suddenly really got, and it explains Midsummer quite a lot. It's very, very Wicker Man. I, mm-hmm. I suddenly went, oh, I didn't see that before. I didn't think of it before, but it is very pre... The Wicker Man, if you've not seen it, is very predetermined fate of uh, an innocent. Um, and it, by a pagan group. And it's it's quite a shock. That's a, at the time, 50, 50 years ago. We're going to have to do the Wicker Man soon because I've realised it's the 50th anniversary this year. Oh, wow. So yeah, just, okay. They've just done a special screening in London. I was like, oh, damn, I should have gone. But it's not until late. The actual anniversary is until later on in the year. But So we must do Wicker Man. But it's... Uh, I Now I, now I had to... Get, once I fi- finished the film, I, went, I nearly sported myself a year or two years ago by watching the... The ending explained. I'm now going to go back and watch another video of the ending explained. Not that I didn't understand what was going on, but I thought if we need to talk about it, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be but it really is confusing. hard. It, it is, is really hard. hard. I had to read a synopsis of like what exactly is the ending because yes. even though Joni, that that woman, the friend, the mm. part of the coven, you know, says to you know the son, what mm. happens at the? It's it's still very confusing. So yeah, it I, was. Do you get um, the feeling that was added in post production as well? Because I don't feel I don't feel that was in the room. I feel yeah, that was they added. were like, okay, we got to explain to people because it doesn't fully kind of yeah. come together. Yeah, it mm. was. Uh, it was very interesting. Now, interesting facts that I've read about mm. this. So Peter, the son, played by Alex Wolf, who did a great job. Mm. But Alex Wolf went into it very. Uh, DiCaprio style and decided to do method acting so for the three months of taping from the moment he arrived to the moment he left he was Peter right and he actually says to this day he is still suffering a little PTSD I'm not surprised Be- that is not a uh, film to choose uh, to do method Why acting. would you? Exactly. You're about to be, you know, a demon is about to take yeah. you over and you're going to really. So he had a hard time. He did a lot of, he wanted to do all of his own special effects. So he wanted, uh, not special, stunts. Yeah. He wanted to jump out the window. They were like, okay, listen. He did. There's a scene where he slams his face on the desk. Yes. Um, and he and is breaks really his good, nose. By, the way, by the way. He is incredible in this. He does it very well. Does. Well, yeah. It is phenomenal. Mm. So there was a scene where he was, and he was like, "I want to, I want to break my own nose. Like I would like to." And they were like, "No. no. Uh, what we're going to do is make the desk out of cushion." So that's what they did. They made the desk out of cushion so he could slam his face. Yeah. However, they did not tell him that the cushion was only on the top part of the desk. He slammed his head. He broke and dislocated his jaw. 
<gasps> yeah. So in real life, he dislocated and did broke and did damage to his jaw because he slammed his head down on the desk so hard because they were like, no, we're not going to lay. It's a cushion. So he did go through a bit of like physical and I think emotional trauma while he was yeah. doing that. So that is one thing. Okay. Um, uh, Ari, our good old director, who we're becoming big fans of. We love his work, yeah. apparently. We keep talking about him. Uh, only used CGI uh, effects as a last resort, which I gotta love him yeah. for. Yeah. Everything oh, gosh, yes. that they could do practical, they did practical yeah. hands on, which I'm just like, well done. That's skill in movies. It might cost a bit more, but it just looks so good. Yeah, so just, I was yeah. really. In fact, Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, everyone, plug your ears. Uh, Tony Collette, she, uh, she dislocates, she she cuts off her own head, so that sound, like we talked about before, yeah. because they actually had, um, she, it was like, what was it? She was sawing through, like they, they did it again, it wasn't a CGI thing, so he could actually hear the sound effects of her sawing oh, her head. Oh, really? Like, wow. Oh, my God, it was like, they, they did a an amazing, um, amazing job. And then also... The scene where Charlie gets decapitated in the the daughter when she's oh. driving, the the original scene was actually far more um, intrusive. You saw a lot more, a lot more happened. There was actually a squishy head that they had oh. rolling and bouncing. Oh. But when they, it, it, they made they finished the movie, they're like, "This is too much." Yeah. So they actually. Um, they decided to go with less is more approach yeah. in the final cut. And I think cut, that works because I, th- I think you get it yeah. quite, you know, you, you get it anyway. I think um, anything else would be a bit more, much as I do love, you know, a gore fest, you know, sort of uh, uh, 70s horror. Oh, yeah. But in, uh, I think because the effects in those days weren't quite as good as they are now. So I think you always feel like, oh, it's gory and it's really pushing it. But you know it's not real. Now you'll be a bit like, uh, that's a bit too real for my liking. Even that's- my dog agrees. Even my dog agrees with that. He's going crazy right now. It is true. Um, and, and then the last thing that I found out is Charlie, uh, the daughter. Did you know she, Millie Shapiro is her mm-hmm. name, originated yes. the role of Matilda on Broadway. Oh no, I did. Yeah, know that. she was she was Matilda oh. before she did this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, because Matilda's probably about it's getting on for about twelve, thirteen years old now, isn't it? Maybe yeah. It's it went past its tenth anniversary, but I think that was before the pandemic. I think, I think. Um, it to me, Matilda's quite new, but actually, of course, well, no, I worked on the movie version, um, and that's two years ago. That, it's, it's just come out yep. about six months ago. It's only just come out in the UK properly. Um, so I can't believe that's, you know, that feels like. Mm-hmm. So. And you it, look at the pictures, like mm. I, I was looking at some pictures of her when she was playing Matilda. I'm like, oh, isn't she cute? And they do a really good job in this movie of highlighting. Uh, she has a unique look. Yes. I'm going to say that. She has a very yes, unique done, yeah. look. And they yes. did a real good job of highlighting the uniqueness of some of her features. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those were some of the things that I found out about Hereditary that I was like, "Ooh, I just I just want people to know that." Yeah. Um, and cuz he uh, uh, Ari had actually intended Midsummer to be his first horror. He had oh, really? no intention of yeah, Midsummer uh, was supposed to be his first horror. So this kind of turned into a horror even though it wasn't. You know, and I bet you there's a lot of movies out there. I should google what mm. movies turned into a horror mm. that were a drama or something else to begin with. But yes, yeah, that's very I mean, true. Hereditary how how and there's different ways to say hereditary. What is it? Hereditary? 
I would hereditary. say hereditary. I always, oh, no, hereditary. Yeah, hereditary. I, was, I would say. Yeah, I, I say would, hereditary. Yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. Many different Is that ways. Right? Is it different? All terrifying. Different words, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it's so weird. I, I think it's... I, I, I understand why people were confused about it because I think I thought it was more to do with... Um, because it is to do with the family tree and what the history of the family and the, yeah. and uh, something's inherited, but it's less about. I kind of thought it was to do with more. It was. I was. It, I thought it was going to be like the grandmother was going to be a witch and she'd like uh, trying to. She was trying to possess the daughter yeah. or the mother. That the way the trailer it looks, it was like that, and it all mm-hmm. ghosty in that way. And because it, it isn't, and it's a bigger thing. You can say it's is quite Wicker Man, um, but. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. I love being. I was glad oh. I finally got to see. It. I'm glad I waited and kind of forgot about the spoilers that I'd seen. Uh, that didn't. Yeah. I mean, by the time I got to the final scene, I went, "Oh, I think this is the bit that we're talking about." But it didn't kind of. I'd seen it out of context, so it didn't really make a lot of sense when I first saw it to me until. Uh, so I, luckily, I'd forgotten enough not to be spoiled. Yeah. So, so there we go, darling. So do, do indeed, gentle listeners, go. And if you haven't seen it, if you're still listening, uh, go and watch it. But hopefully you've gone and watched it now because we've done a lot of spoilers there. And it's hard not to talk about this film without talking about spoilers because that But honestly, changer. you could still watch the film and there's so much yeah, in so it much that so I don't feel we've ruined it for you. No, we don't, not, we have... there's so much more yeah. in there anyway. Um, I think uh, it's it's possibly one of my that and the the Conjuring have become. I can see, understand this new versions of horror that are around. I think um, it because they they feel like some of them based on truths and they're based on true stories um, of. Not that I'm saying that dev- demons are real, but <laughs> but you never know. Uh, you know, judging from my ex boyfriends, I would say they are. Uh, <laughs> so. The, <laughs> Alison, the big question itself yes. is where do you think in the horror motel you would put this new classic hereditary? Well, there were, I, I contemplated two places, mm-hmm. and, but I have decided on the one because it is the finale of the movie. It is where we, we see where it all happens. Uh-huh. It is kind of a constant thing. We've just recently checked in Becky there, but uh, I'm going to have to say I'm going to check in Hereditary into our lovely little outside. We have a, a treehouse edition uh, that is just outside for some of the children. Maybe not so appropriate for children now that we have Becky and Hereditary checked in. Uh, but the treehouse plays such a significant part of this movie, and it is the ending where we see it all happen, that... I'm going to check it in to the treehouse. I almost put yeah. it in the family room, yes. but then I was like, no, I feel the treehouse again the tree is the house, only place yeah, for this. Yeah. yeah. It's any place. Because that like... scene where her head is floating up yeah. to, well, or her whole body, her decapitated body, uh, body without body, the head. Yeah, is floating up. It yes. is. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it was such a good scene. Um, so yeah, I'm checking it in. To our little uh, treehouse out back is where I'm going to check that. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love that. 
I think that's that's a perfect place for it, and it particularly because it's outside, quite far away from reception. Because I'm not sure. That's thought, get it away from uh, yeah, us. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's away from us in the horror motel. So, darlings, don't forget if you want to come and check into the horror motel, join us every every Tuesday for more movie reviews, and you also can check us out on Patreon if you would like to see us as well in the flesh. Uh, so, if you go on Patreon and it's a horror motel to look up on Patreon, and you can see the videos of us chatting away uh, into the ether and in to the dark and into the night <laughs> so from me Bunny Galore the queen of the cult movies it's goodbye for now and from Alison June Smith take care and we can't wait to see you next week in the Horror Motel <laughs> <laughs>